Like you go to them. What do you think if there was the, the, the top hundred beer girls in the, in the nation, the world, whatever, what do you think, what drives that? What makes you a good beer girl? Boobies? Boobies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go home. Hey guys, welcome back to Wow Till Nine, the weekly pod hosted by myself, Lord DIY, and boyfriend Jeremy. Hey guys, boyfriend here. Um, did you see in the last episode there was a caption that said uh something boyfriend? It like it, it wasn't what we said, it's like boyfriend responds. Oh, like my name <laughs> yeah. became boyfriend? Like literally the caption, the caption person or caption computer man robot. Um So could have been a woman. The robot uh could have been individual. In, yeah, yeah, individual. The robot captioned individual who was responsible for, and I called you boyfriend. Anyway, welcome back to the pod. Um, welcome back to the number one show in Latvia, Wild Till Nine. Fun fact. Oh, hit me with it. Um, Last week? Yeah, last week uh, we unveiled uh-huh. my painfully white genetic history. I got a lot of DMs about this. I want to say about uh, Bal- Balkan. Balkans? Balkans? Yeah, Balkans. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. that 114% of our audience is from the Balkans. <laughs> I learned a lot. Every time I feel like I, I, we, when we mention one thing in passing that we don't think has anything to do with our audience, right? a thousand people prove us wrong every time. More than a thousand. Which I love. I cannot believe how many messages that I re- received about Balkans. The, is it the Balkans? Yeah. There's just so many countries that are right. in, yeah. Anyway, so I, I know I can name about uh, four cities. Like my geography is really, really rough. Um, it and wouldn't I, I learned be a lot. On the top thousand list of things you're good at. No, 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 no. It would be, it would be on, on, on the very, very bottom. Also, yeah. I just want to say that I'm not, not wearing a lot of Wild Till Nine merch that's coming soon. Uh, gonna be honest, actually, I, I probably just fucking got so many people excited. The blanket's not coming till fall. Um, I, I'm, I'm sporting it and it's fine, but I want it, I want it better. And it takes a long time to make, uh, an okay blanket, a really good blanket. Um, so that'll be coming by time. And, and it's, it's what? Nothing. I'm, I'm passionate about the wild till nine blanket. No, I get it. Going back to, it's just expensive to do business with both of us for completely different reasons. No one wants a garbage sheet thin blanket. Jeremy. Did I say that? You're just saying that it's expensive to do business with me because I got high standards, but I just like nice blankets. Okay, yes, but also fortunately for us, we work with two fucking rock stars at Fanjoy. We really do. Chris, CEO Chris, Fast Reno, we love him, and Felicia, Felicia Fox, she's amazing. Yeah. That, that cool. we, we're very good at emailing at 5.03 on Friday night <laughs> or like having the most like very specific requests or whatever, and they're both just like, Stars on it. Yeah, stars. Anyway, so the blanket is um is being is being uh uh workshopped to be nine hundred times better. Like it looks cute on camera, but it's gonna be it's gonna be so much better. Just wait, just wait, get excited, just get excited, save your coin because the wild tonight blanket is coming. Um And by the time it gets here, it'll be fucking expensive because of how many samples Lauren has sent there, back, there, back, there, back. So make sure you have four hundred dollars for this blanket. You're exaggerating, and I feel a little attacked about my passion for the blanket, but okay. okay. Well, okay. Listen, sure, I know sure. that you love soft things. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and say you can't no. have them. You know what, too? I just feel, I, I'm excited. What do you feel? I, as I'm just excited because I know that we have so many podcast pups, so many podcasts, so many pod parrots. I, I actually don't know if a parrot likes a blanket, probably not. Maybe, I don't know, could be wrong. Um, we've got the pod hamsters, the pod guinea pigs. There's just pod so- pigs. Pod pigs. 
Pod pigs. Yeah. Have we gone to Pod Pig yet? Yeah. Have we? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't think I, I don't think I got his name pig. is Moose. He's about a foot high, three feet wide. Are you talking about our our yes. Pod Pig? Our Pod Pig. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, I'm passionate about the blanket and I'm excited, but on a um, closer and more realistic note, I'm wearing Wild Till Nine sweatpants, sweaty pants, um, oh, and hang on, the best part, I did a garbage job introducing these sweatpants. They're gray sweatpants. And obviously we have a, a predominantly female audience and, and they're super, they're super fucking cute. And like the goal was to make them cute, but we didn't not, purposely choose them to be gray. So if you feel as if there is a, um, a, a, what do we call it last week? Duck, a duck, a duck holder who might need- A platypus and a duck, remember? Yeah, but platypus is not, we're, we're trying but you to- have a pl- You might have, I a, have platypus. a platypus. Right. I have a platypus, you have a duck. Well, yes. spoiler alert, yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, so anyway, we are encouraging you to encourage the duck holders in your life to potentially have a little more gray sweatpan ween. Did I spit on my teeth? Here, my eyesight is terrible. I don't think so. Are you kidding right now? It's also you're not in focus. You're also not on a mic either. Just screaming out of focus with teeth in the camera. Don't dare cut that. (laughs) All right, Lauren, how was your week? Um. It was okay. So I'm doing this new thing where I, at the end of the day, rate my anxiety and oh, just yeah. like overall mental state at the end of the day. And it's been like really interesting to see like what my triggers are, how many garbage days I can have in a row, which tends to be more than I think I do. <laughs> um, but it's it's been okay. What did I do this week? I think I worked a lot this week. Oh, batch finale was on Monday. Totally. Uh, but yesterday I worked a shit ton. Same thing with today. Yeah, it's been fine. I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. It's not. It's not. Uh, two episodes ago or three episodes ago, when I was having a, um, when I was, craft girl, craft girl depressed. Craft girl depressed. Yeah. Craft girl depressed. Yeah. yeah. How was your week? Busy as shit. A thousand things going on. All for the most part, really fucking good. So I'm not going to complain. But it's just like, if everyone could just space out these good things, that would be great. I think also you do a poor job of taking care of your body. I prioritize everything, getting, everything, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, body. <laughs> there are always people that are just like, I, I will sacrifice my body for the good of whatever no, it is. No, that's, that's so wrong. Well, I, I understand, but I've always been like that. Okay. Well, bitch, like you're my, 29 now. <laughs> Figure it out. You've got to put your body first. You can't get no sleep multiple days in a row. It's not cute. It's not a good look. No one likes that. I Okay. Well, it's all one big master plan for me to, outwork myself too much and just have to settle down and be your pool boy for the rest of you, If you do life? that, you will you will die first. What do you mean? You'll literally die first. Of what? Overworking. Well, I'll people just- People who have this mindset, this is dangerous because people who have this mindset are like, I just work hard because you can sleep when you're dead or sleep when you're retired or whatever. Oh, I don't think that. It's just no, like but a- you do, you do. You're like, you put it last because you need to work hard, but like, you'll always have to work hard and you always will work hard. Take care of your body. Are you done? Take care of your body. Mm-hmm. I will scream it at you every single day. I, I've got headphones on that is like amplifying your voice. Take there. care of your body. Take care of your body. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Anyway. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm perplexed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> About what? Uh, th- this week. Okay. Right? Oh, and I don't know if it was because I like mentioned Maya Angelou last week okay. on the pod. Yeah. Who didn't know, who I'm so glad we get to choose you to because everyone in the pod, like the comments was like, Maya Angelou, amazing, uh-huh. perfect, wonderful. Okay. I don't know if it was that that like inspired me to this, but I was sitting through uh, like a half a dozen interviews this week, interviewing people for a bunch of different roles. And I am curious to get your thoughts on someone who's hiring right now. Uh-huh. I was waiting for no plug. Oh, it's me. I'm hiring right now. <laughs> I, I I just like still haven't um accepted the fact that like I'm hiring an employee because that just feels like a very like grown business thing to do. And I I it's a foreign feeling. I'm I'm hiring right now. Um, if you're wondering, so vlog channel has a whole video on it. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, but yeah, I'm hiring. I'm, I'm hiring. When I said plug, I didn't mean to take over the entire thing, but yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Take, give an inch, take a mile. So anyway, the point is I am, so I was going, sitting through all these interviews this week and like getting to just know people. And I feel like, and people that are listening to this might be able to relate or not. Like, I feel like every single person who's trying to put their best foot forward, especially like when they need something out of a conversation ends up putting the last thing but their best foot forward always. Hmm, interesting. Okay, do you have an example for us? Yeah, just people, you know, getting nervous and and not performing well, but like I get, before I get into examples, my question is, have you ever interviewed for a job? Literally so many interviews. What have you interviewed for? Uh, I've been working since I was 15. Okay. I've interviewed so many times. I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah, really? Okay, here we go, let me walk you through it. Um. My first interview, so I would have been 15. So I just like straight, we Is had that this when you like, can work in Canada, 15? No, it's 16. Ooh. 
Yeah. Got it. So we won't, we won't um, disclose the little ice cream shop that hired me and just paid me out of the table for the first year of my um, employment. Is that when you had massive forearms and. Yeah. yeah. I'm not kidding. If you, if you've ever scooped ice cream, you finished that summer with a Hulk ass forearm. Lumber of, of your, like No, no. Lumber, lumberjack is nothing. Hulk. Hulk. Green Hulk. Like Mr. Hulk. Okay. Forearm from scooping ice cream. I feel like we're digressing a little bit, but yeah. Sure. Anyway, so what, what, how did we, how did we get here? Oh, you brought up the scooping muscle. I didn't know you better interview for a job and I just wanted, I like, I've never- Oh my I, God. I have interviewed for so many jobs. I've also had some like massive interview flops as well. Wait, <laughs> okay. I I don't mean to get too much off, off of my script here. Uh -huh. I actually need to hear about these. Cause I don't, have we, have you told no, me? No, we've never talked about this before. Do tell. Okay, so I've been interviewing for positions between the ages of 15 and probably 20. Um, so the first interviews that I ever did were for ice cream places. We have this like cute little, um, like old townsy uh, area of my hometown called mm -hmm. Porto Luzi. Very, very cute. Um, they had a bunch of different ice cream shops and I don't know why my parents were like, yes, this is the place that will hire you illegally. And I was like, yeah, mom, like let's fucking go. $8 an hour, let's go baby. Actually, it might even be less than that. It might've been seven, seven fifty, under the table. So who knows? Um, and it's so- It's nice that they, you know, did minimum wage, even though it was illegal in the first place. I mean, they could have paid you $4. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been close to minimum wage. Yeah, well, it definitely wasn't $4. Right. And it was a very like flat, even number to make it easy to just for pay math. me out for, yeah, for like math how many purposes. hours? Yes, Here. yes, mm -hmm. yes. Hands a wad of cash at the end of the day. Um, and so my parents sent me in to interview at all of these ice cream places. Eventually got a call back, got one. Um, my first day on the job at this ice cream place, age 15, never had a job before in my entire life. <laughs> so we have these little, these little cone racks, okay, on top of like the ice cream storage containers that like display the cones. The cones, can, yeah. the cones, yeah. They kind of just sit out in the open, right? They 100% sit out in the open. But I will say that like in the summer when you're serving a shit ton of ice cream, like you go through them really quickly. Um, yeah. You just maybe wouldn't leave them out overnight because waffle cones um, absorb a lot of moisture and get really soggy really quick. I, yeah. Cause I am an ice cream scooping uh, connoisseur, obviously. <laughs> so there's this ice cream, or ice cream cone rack um, holder that sits on top of it. And the first task that I had been given on my first day of this job was to just like refill the cones. Got it. And um, I'm probably five foot at the time of this at 15, like- You're 15, you're fully grown. No, I was like a super, like maybe five, two. Really? I was small. I didn't get my period till grade 10. A baby. A little baby, Yeah. a little peanut. And so anyway, I'm- what? Peanut? I'm a little peanut. I get it. Yeah. So I'm I'm refilling this cone thing. And I don't know if it was someone that walked behind me. I, I really think it was just a customer walking in and being like, hi. And me just like being so fucking scared shitless on my first day of work. I've got a, a stack of like 20 cones in my hand, sugar cones, like the most expensive ones. Uh, premium, premium, upsells? premium upsell. The waffle cone, people think it's the most expensive, but it's actually the sugar cone. So someone walks in and- Shout out sugar cones. Shout out sugar cones. Someone walks in and like just addresses me, like doesn't do anything scary. Oh yeah, but that, you're not really good with that. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not. Hey Lauren. And I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just like perpetually on edge and like about to be scared at any moment. So it's the smallest thing that can throw me off. Right. And so they address me. 
I, not to mention you were handling premium merchandise. Premium merchandise at age 15. Mm. I, 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 it's just, it's a mess. And so they address me. I like flinch and launch 20 fucking cones across this entire ice cream shop. Just straight, it was like out of a movie. They all come out, they crash down, they smash everywhere. This is my first 10 minutes of working, of my first job of my entire life. First 10 minutes. First 10 minutes, yeah. Mm. It, was, it was my first task, my first customer. And um, they, they didn't fire me. They kept me on. Things only went up from there. But isn't it like classic when you're in scenarios like, that you're like new at? Yeah. You just lose all motor skills and become like, what, how did I get into this scenario? Oh, I mean, I'm clumsy when I'm at my most confident. So it's like, take me out of my comfort zone and, and I'm, it's, I'm barely, barely functioning on, on the brink of not functioning. But you got the job. Got the job. Um, did that for a year. And then I was like, Ooh, I got ice cream scooping, uh, expertise got now. It. Okay. And then when I was 16, are we, do you really want me to recap all of this? The there's interesting a, there's ones. a lot. Okay. Um, I worked at another ice cream place for another summer. I don't know why I keep kept getting these ice cream jobs. It's not even like we had, like, we're, we're not like fucking in Vermont, like the ice cream capital or anything. Well, also you're really lactose intolerant. I, you know what? I almost feel as if working at all these ice cream places and eating so much ice cream made me lactose intolerant. I don't think that's how that works. Anyways, I could put down a lot of ice cream. When uh, I, oh, was I believe that. Six, six, mm-hmm. 16 and 17. Uh, so yeah, worked at another ice cream place and he also paid us under the table. So I would have wow. been 17 or I would have been 17. It was the summer before I moved away for university. And he he like wouldn't pay us for like multiple weeks. And I would be like, hey, I have to start paying for textbooks and like tuition. Like, can I get paid? He'd literally go downstairs, come back up with a fucking wad of just like 20s, 50s or 100s and give you like, I don't know, however much I'd made over a month's but time. But like no statement, just no statement, your money? Just a wad of money, a wad of money. And it was like a super like safe touristy area. It's called Niagara on the Lake. And so it, it was like really cute and like, it was fine. But I mean like at 17, if you're holding $2,500, it's more money than I'd ever seen in my entire life. I, you have I, to work a long time to make $2,500. You have to work a long time and also not get paid for a really long time right. to make that much money. To be fair though, that's probably the best way to save money by not being given the money that you already earned. Tom was doing me right. a favor. Yeah. I didn't realize it. It's like time. my money guy who insists on pulling money out the day I get paid. Don't that, let, don't let that shit wait a day or two. He's yeah. like, and we'll pull that out this day. That's, that's a great, that's a great tactic. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I didn't like you. that at the beginning, Michael. I know we fought about that. I feel like you still don't like it really that much. I don't now. like it at all. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Well, I just feel like it's like my just paycheck just gets every single time. It's like, well, I could buy so many things with that money. Yeah. But you shouldn't be buying things. You, you let Michael do his thing. Michael is doing his thing. Michael do his thing. Let him do his thing. <sighs> anyway, shout out Baird. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I would I would sprint at 10 p.m. when our ice cream place closed with a wad of cash to my right. car, um, and then I safe, would, super safe. And I I would just you know I had run track and cross country, and so I would just use those skills and just fucking book it to the car and uh, wish for the best. Never never got like mugged or anything. I honestly probably had no reason to be scared, but it just like it felt like too much responsibility being in charge of that much cash at one time. I don't know if I've ever been paid in cash ever for any job I've ever worked. I've oddly been paid a lot in cash. <laughs> now that I'm looking back on it. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. So two jobs. And then when you're a server, you take home a shit ton of cash, but that's right. not, that's that's legal. Right. Well, it's also, you're supposed to do your own books on it too. I'm sure you paid taxes. I'm sure I paid taxes on all my tips. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Okay, got it. What was the most difficult, awkward, weird? Didn't, weren't you an intern one time? Yeah, I was an intern once. Um, that was a weird situation though, because when I was starting my YouTube channel, they hired me for the position thinking that 
I think I would use my YouTube platform to promote what mm. they were doing. Yeah. And so we had to have like a weird sit down halfway through the internship to be like, hey, we this is not the expectation. And like I had to do these hours to graduate. And right. so I was like, I need to finish this. And like I have expertise in this area. So like I can help. Um, but it was it was a it was a weird situation. I can't remember if I interviewed for that. I must have. I've been to an odd amount. Sorry, am I rambling? No, I'm just like. <laughs> I guess when I asked this question, I thought you were gonna have about two things to say. I have and a you're, lot to say. You put me wrong. I'm glad. I've I've been I've done so many job fairs for some reason. Job fairs. Job fairs. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So one of them, we had a new grocery store opening up in St. Catharines, my hometown, which okay. was like a big fucking well, deal. Well, the grocery store sparked how many relationships? All of them. Well, I'm here. Two out of four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two out of four. Yeah. So like, like if, yeah. if whatever 50%. happens to us, you'll go get a job at Ralph's. I will. Yeah. Or maybe even Gelson's. Maybe even Whole Foods. Who knows? Let's not get on. Pavilions? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Um, so there was, oh yeah. I, well, I, you know what? I don't know if I'd vibe with someone who worked at Air One. There are probably some really nice people that work at Air One. I'm sure there's some really nice people this who work at This conversation applies to seven people. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, so there was a job fair for this new grocery store opening up. Everyone was very excited. The job fair for a grocery store? Well, yeah, because they had to staff the whole the whole thing. So it was like they needed full departments of people. They needed management. They I don't needed... know if I've ever been to a job fair, actually. I've been to so many. What is a job fair? So you, oh my God, I feel like I've like blacked this out of my memory because it makes me so nervous and like kind of traumatic because I just think I'm a stressed individual. So you go in and you do like your preliminary interviews and you hand them your resume and then they advance certain people that like, I've, I can't remember how they advance you. I mean, you're, this, you're describing rush week for fraternities and sororities. Right, 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 yeah. So basically that, but like there's money at the end of it and like less hazing trauma. Um, well, that's yeah. the grocery store. Well, it depends on the grocery store, you're right. And I can't remember if you go home and they call you to tell you that you, you've advanced, but I think, I think you stay. They give you some kind of paperwork or like fucking sticker or stamp of approval to be like, you've made it to the next round. And wow. so then you go back out into the hall, you grab a seat, you just like hang, you wait, and then you somehow get like the next round. And then you go one more round. And then I think they call you to tell you if you got the job or not. Um, and I remember that I went to the job fair with both of my cousins and also half of the fucking city. So like everyone from my high school was right. there. So it was like kind of Everyone's a flex. Everyone's parents said, no, you're gonna go. No, you're gonna go and get a job yeah. there. Yeah, so it, it was like kind of a flex to like get advanced because everyone was kind of oh, vying for these positions. Right, right, right. So that was one job fair that ended up being being pretty great. I worked that job for three years, like during school, during high school, I was like a cashier and then I got to be like, the front end, um, uh, like the self checkout and got to just mm. like press the little buttons and clear the things. Yep. Um, got to do that. I feel like that would be, you would see people at their absolute dumbest. You have no idea. Cause even I feel like the amount of times I've like gone and done that myself and I'm like, I work in tech for a living. Yeah. You don't know where the fuck. I, and like, you know the, what though, the, those, the scale, yeah, the this, uh -huh, the that. Uh -huh. mm -mm. I'm not kidding. If you put a fucking plastic bag down on like the eh, weight side, eh, eh, yes, yes, terrible. yes, yes. It's, it, you know what? It's not even the public's fault. Like it, there's flaws on both sides mm -hmm. for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes people are really fucking stupid and you, you're just like, I don't make enough money to do this. Mm -hmm. And they also like, when that first started rolling out, people like they wanted you to, they encouraged you to like drag people over there. And like they wanted to get people out of the mm. lines of the right, regular right, right, cashiers right. and yeah. drag them over there. And then it's just, it's just hell on earth. It's hell on earth. I will say my mother's the queen of, uh, ma'am, uh, we can do, help you at self-checkout. No, you won't. Oh yeah, Donna would not like that. Not interested. Donna would not like that. It's a pretty long wait. 
No, wait. No, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll in wait. fact, I factored in time for this oh, grocery my, store. And when someone wants to put in a fucking coupon on the self-checkout, oh, bitch, Lord help me. It is, you just can't. You can't. It's like, no, sorry. Sorry, you can't. No coupons. coupons. No coupon for you. <laughs> <laughs> no discount, no coupon for you. Okay, I, was, so you stayed at the grocery store for three years. Yeah, I was at the grocery store for three years. I worked that job and um, at my music conservatory teaching kids piano and guitar. So I did those. That I did that one once a week mm-hmm. um, on like a school night. And then I did the grocery store part-time as well, a few times a week as well. Wow. Bitch, I've been a hustling since 15. I'm not kidding. I've been working like the entire, actually I, when I was in university, I didn't work during the semester. I would just bust ass and work 60 hour uh, like work weeks um, in the summer. At the Tilted Kilt of Canada? The, yes, yes, yeah. the Tilted Kilt of Canada. It's called, um, you know what though, this wasn't a chain. They had two locations, it's called the Kilt and Clover. Mm. Um, and what was it, what, do you have the outfit still? No, I don't have the outfit still, you nasty. <laughs> what? Now that I look back at like the work uniforms of the serving jobs, the first one at Shoeless Joe's, mm. Oh my God, I have, oh my an, God. I have an interview story for that one. That would be great for the Tonely fans. The to- yeah, well, oh wait, I took you to Shoeless Joe's. Remember we got a drink there once? It was in the casino yeah. in Niagara Falls, I, yeah. I guess I remember. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. The stairs. With the stairs, good. oh my God. So this place that I worked at, I, I'm so sorry. I, you haven't even spoke this entire time. No, nope, this is great. <laughs> so this restaurant, the first restaurant I ever worked at, I started hosting for a year and then I served the next summer. I, so there was two floors. The first floor had the bar. The second floor had the kitchen. So whether your section was on the first floor or the second floor, you were doing exactly stairs. 27 stairs the entire fucking night. Because it's not like people aren't gonna get food or not gonna get beverages. Like even if someone wanted a pop, you were doing those 27 stairs for a fucking kitty cup of pop. Half the world just- Soda. Just broke their Soda neck. pop. And listen, I, I'm a pop guy, soda guy, whatever but half the world is very opinionated. Soda pop, pop, Coke, soda. Comment below with your favorite, <laughs> pop or soda. What do you say? Unless Let us Georgia, know. Georgia, then it's gonna be, I want a Coca-Cola. What kind of Coca-Cola? A Pepsi, that, dumb. That, you know what? Coca-Cola really did a great job there of just uh, just bulldozing that yeah. entire marketplace. Yeah, yeah, I love that for them. But so when I, when I interviewed for that job and that summer specifically, my mom drove me around all of, we also have like an area around my hometown that does like tons of wineries. And for some reason she thought that I'd be great on, oh, I have another story after this. Oh my God, I have so many things to say. Hey, I can't believe we've never talked about this just, before. Hey, just text me when you're done and I'll just be. <laughs> this is just a solo podcast episode. I, I promise I've got like three stories and then it's your turn. That's it, go ahead. <laughs> so one, interview little blunder. I, uh, so one had like dropped off all these resumes at wineries. The wineries didn't want me. I don't know what? why. A little sad about it, you know, a little offended. Um, well, you know, if you want to call them out right now, who didn't hire Lord DIY? Literally all of them. You want to count any by name? I can't think of a single one. I can't think of a single one. It's because they're not memorable. Yeah, well, you know, I, I will say that at 18, I was drinking mostly shitty vodka mm. or like a wine cooler and really didn't know anything about wine. So I probably realistically would not have been an asset there. Yeah. Your wine knowledge today is not something that I would necessarily- It's rough. You know that list of a thousand things you're really good at? That's not on there. Wouldn't be on that thousand? Not on there. Yeah. It's not on I'm there. I'm not sure how, what number we'd have to get down to before it's like uh, your viticulture. Yeah, it's not It's not on there. Viticulture? Uh, one of the, I think it's viticulture. Yeah. One of the jobs that I wanted so bad that I never got, and I really think it's because I don't have boobies, is that I wanted to be a golf cart bar girl so bad. So bad. You needed boobies? I think I needed boobies. That's, I really think that it, I needed boobies. Um, and I tried so hard to be a golf court, golf cart beer girl. Um, I think they serve more than beer. I really wish my I had my future is female. Future is female? Your future is 
email mug mm-hmm. here today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had so many friends. I had so much fun doing it. They made bank. They got to drive around the little cart and just like go from person <gasps> to person. What? I just remembered what? that I wanted to get a job as a uh, caddy and I didn't get hired. <gasps> Babe. Do we need to go live out this, this, uh, this, Should, yeah, we need to go, we need to go do this, obviously. I wonder if anyone's hiring any caddy positions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good server. I still don't have boobies, which is maybe still like the, uh, the. Right. Also, I don't want to really carry the clubs either. Hmm. Maybe this isn't for us. Well, like, I'm, could I, maybe I could just drive the cart? No, but I drive the cart because I'm, I'm the beer girl. The beer girl drives the cart? Yeah, bro. Who else would drive the cart? You get to drive all of the snacks to all of the different golfers. Like you go to them. What do you think if there was the, the the top hundred beer girls in the in the nation, the world, whatever? What do you think? What drives that? What makes you a good beer girl? Boobies. Boobies. <laughs> okay. No, I have no idea. Honestly, it just feels like what about such a butt cheeks. Butt cheeks are good too, but mm-hmm. I think. Buddy cheeks are in the golf cart. They're smushed. Mm. But I think boobies mm-hmm. are, this is the most heterosexually disgusting yeah. conversation ever. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, it just it just felt like a more appealing job versus being a server. Cause when you're a server, you are just overworked into the ground and you're always behind. Whereas like if you're a beer cart girl, you're going to the customer versus having 10 customers screaming at you. Mm. It seemed very peaceful. Also supply and demand. You're the only one serving that vicinity. You are the only one serving that vicinity. Yeah. And um, the drunker people get, the more they tip you. I guess that's the same in a restaurant as well. Right. Um, okay, but the interview blunder that I made at this first uh, restaurant that had the 27 stairs was they were interviewing me and they were like, what do you know about the restaurant? And my dumbass had dropped off a resume like six seconds before he was like, hey, I actually have time right now. And I was like, oh my God, fuck. I've just handed out 45 resumes. Like I, I know nothing about this place. I know literally zero things, which is the number one thing that you don't go into an interview not knowing is knowing anything about the place that you're interviewing for. Okay. Um. And so I called it, uh, I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like a sports bar. And he fucking stopped me right there, like dead in my tracks. And I was like, <laughs> cause I'm like, I'm, I don't know, 17. I was 17. So I was trying to be a host. Right. And Meanwhile, I want to remind everyone that she also did <laughs> when someone walked in <laughs> to the place of business that she was working. Yeah. So, and then a mini, the mini really quick, uh, hyperventilation. Uh-huh. And, um, he was like, we are not a sports bar. And I was like, okay. Okay, what are you then? What, what do you mean when you're in a sports bar? I was like, you've got a boxing poster for UFC over here. What do you mean? <laughs> and uh, he was like, we are a family friendly restaurant or no, family friendly food establishment. Mm. He sounds like he's like trying to evade a certain type of tax. Okay, kind of shit. yes, yes. And then, and then when I got the job, what was I in? Fucking Lululemon tight sportswear spandex. I'm like, bitch, you tell me that we're not a sports bar right now as I serve these like predominantly male customers who are here to watch UFC, bitch. Just because we have a kid's menu doesn't mean it's a family friendly establishment. Okay, so you made it not family friendly? It, I don't think it was family friendly. What, what, what about you is not family friendly? Oh, about me? Yeah. Oh, I'm family friendly. Back to my point. Um, So you, we're in a sports bar. It wasn't family mm-hmm. friendly, but it, what, it was like implied not family friendly. It, there was something yeah. for everybody there. Like yes. everyone could go, yes. but like dad or mom had some wandering eyes. Yes. Were there attractive men working there as well? No. Got it. That's that's what made it That's what made uh, it not family friendly. Actually, there's the telltale sign right there. It. It's just- I wonder if, and this is obviously, you know, once things open back up again, I wonder if 
Hooters is going to survive the next 10 years. I think Hooters will always survive. Someone on my Instagram the other day was like, wow, like your left, your left boob's like way bigger, right? It's a shirt where I had like a, it was like a satin top that like you cannot wear a bra with and it like wraps around. So there's a little bit of under boob mm. action. For someone who has no boob, there was a little bit of under boob. Got it. Anyway, so one like- situation? Little smush situation, mm. exactly. It's not under boob. Don't don't get it mixed up. And someone clocked that my left boob was bigger, which it is, which it fully is. I, I, we we all know it. I don't think we all know. Well, everyone does after that person clocked on Instagram, and yeah. I was like, oh shit! It's like you. It, this photo absolutely is an accurate depiction of my left boob being bigger. At least we know you're not over here just photoshopping the right one to look bigger. That's true. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that could have been a bad face tune for sure. So what I, the point I wanted to get at about uh, 35 minutes ago yes. that you actually helped prove quite well. Okay. And the reason that like I'm I'm on this fucking like kick right now because I'm so dead set on trying to figure out why it is that we do this. Uh. Hiring and like that fucking just judgmental process is the most dehumanizing way to assess value of many of the things or any of the things we do in fucking society. Yeah, that's actually, that's, I haven't thought about that. It's just, it is the most, the reason I say that is I, these like one, it's like six people last week were interviewing for this fucking job and it's a very important role. And it's like one that is like kind of unique in the sense you have to have to have like the right experience, the right, this, this, anyway, long story short is like you, after you fucking like see how people like present themselves, uh, it's crazy to me because like, they're so, um, should I go through my resume or what do you want me to start? And this is, this is, this? it's just like, Hey, my name is Jeremy. What was yours again? Start where you'd like. And it's like seeing people's fucking just brains go, I don't know where to start. It's like, we've it's scared people. Though. We've scared people so much that they can't just be themselves. They think they have to be some fucking thing that's beyond that. That's wrong. I just feel like there's so much pressure though when people want something really bad. Of course. You know what I mean? It's like, and you just, you just try so hard because you want it so bad. And I think also because like the interviewing process is somewhat traditional and like you kind of know how it's gonna flow, but sometimes you don't. And there's not like a specific like, step one, step two, step three type of process that you can always prepare for. And it's like, it's like how one of the questions in an interview is always like, do you have any questions? And like the rule of thumb is that you need to have a question to ask. Like, so you can kind of prepare for like dumb things like that. But other than that, like it's, it's kind of like a, like just a wild west shit show out there. I, I mean, I agree, but I'd like to think that the reason that I've had any success at all is that I've looked at all of those scenarios and gone, Hmm, what's everybody else going to say? Let's make sure not to do that. I was the complete opposite. Right. The so complete opposite. Let's just do all the things that people expect and want me to do. Yeah, but I think that I am a, a pretty warm individual. So even if I'm saying the same thing of being like, I'm a team worker, I'm independent, I'm driven, right. I am willing to learn. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like the personality behind uh, the delivery I was good at um, because I can say, I can say the classic shit like that, that I'm driven, but like you can do it in a way that, you know, once you read the EQ of the person that you're delivering it to, that will read well. So right. like, I would deliver that differently towards a, uh, 21 year old female and a 45 year old female. Right. And so I think there's like skill to that as well. I guess, but like as someone who likes to be outside of the box in your actual real world life, mm -hmm. like why would you so go so far the other way? to get a job that, you know, probably it's okay for you to be creative. Yeah, I mean, no, you're, you're totally right. I will say that when I'm hiring for like the creative position that I'm trying to fill like on my team, it's been really interesting to see how people approach uh, even just like the initial email 
Well, like part of the reason I want to like chat about this, like the amount of like my DMs are filled with like two things. Can you tell Lauren? And then something (laughs) or like, how would you approach? Like it's Lauren or give me business advice. Yeah. And the business advice is usually like, how do I get started? Right. Like if that was, if I could count the amount of times I've been asked, how do I get started? Right. It would be more, almost as many as can you tell Lauren I like her sneakers? Okay. So how do you get started? Well, first I'd tell you, I like your sneakers. Okay. Thank you so much. You actually don't usually like my sneakers. Yeah. But if I told you that I like your sneakers, you want to talk about it. No. If you said that you like my sneakers, they'd be like, no, you fucking don't move on. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> my, okay, before I make this about me, although it, we probably should. It's, it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. But my question first, before I hop into that, like, okay. you're, you're hiring. What are you looking for? I mean, this is like kind of the, the, I, I mean, there's definitely like job, job requirements and a job description that I've uh, loosely positioned. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's kind of just like a creative producer assistant role. And so it's someone that's gonna have to wear a lot of creative hats. And that's why it's difficult to just like slap a title on it. Right. So it's like, I don't need a photographer, but I need someone to help me take photos with my iPhone. Right. I don't need a videographer. Well, I'm right here, babe. I am not kidding. I've downloaded so many different like self timer apps so that I can um, I can fire you from your job of Instagram boyfriend. Oh, okay, rude. You hate taking photos. You hate it. So you, I do. you're welcome for the initiative that I took there. I do. Um. So yeah, I need someone to like help me capture video, but I don't need someone that can work a gimbal and understand ISO and shutter speed and aperture. Um. <laughs> what? Okay, nerd. Okay, well, it's just part of my job, but like they, they don't need to know that. Cause you know that. Yeah, cause I know that. And like, realistically, like we don't usually need to know that. So it's, 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 I don't know. And so that's like part of the interesting process of like seeing the applications come in is that it's interesting to see the creative liberties that people have taken even in the application process yeah. to set their email apart. Like what? Well, w- one of the ones to not do that I saw today was Hi, Laura, really excited about the uh, the opportunity. And I'm like, if you if you don't have the initiative to know what my name is, straight to the trash. Right, but what about this? What if someone had said, hi, Laura, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan ever. And then below that go, I'm just kidding. I know that's, you're like your pet peeve. And then goes into it. Oh, that's fucking funny. That's funny. That's funny. Right, everyone else is zigging, you're zagging. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah, zag, zag away. Exactly. She, she called me Laura within the cover letter, within the email, within the, mm. yeah, the address. Yeah, it was, was it was, it was, yeah. I, like I re- the amount of effort that that person probably went through to put all that together. And then you fuck the name up? Yeah. I had one that was really cute and kind of endearing. Um, they At least you know it wasn't a bot. Uh, no, because yeah, if it was a bot, bot it yeah. would have been insert first name. Yeah, right, insert first name. Yeah. You would have loved this one. It was, hi, I'm this, I'm this many years old, and I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> Hire them. <laughs> I read that, I was like, Jeremy would love this Hire. one. They would love this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up not being like the right fit, but I was like, this is, this would have been perfect for the right person who loves this. Yeah. Like Jeremy. Yeah. Like Jeremy. I just like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm weird. I'm definitely weird but I, I wish people did this more. I, the last time I interviewed and a lot of the times I've interviewed, as opposed to starting out with like my best foot, I will make a joke about the worst one. But that's still putting your best foot forward just in like a, a weird salesy way. Totally, yeah. but it, it helps you control the situation, the, the scenario. Like I think like people are just so scared to be a thing that they're not. And to so scared to not let the the thing that they don't want to shine through come through that, 
they let it control them. Yeah, for sure. Well, I also think, again, like so much pressure being on like when you want something so right. bad, I think people are also scared that if they take a creative liberty, like cracking a joke at the beginning and it doesn't land, right. then it, it'll just, it'll just like the whole interview will be a wash and then they lose that opportunity. So people are scared to have that moment that might like capture the attention because people who interview, especially at like things like these job fairs, like they're doing it for eight hours a day and they're totally. fucking bored. Yeah, but like that, that, exactly. To me, that's why I think this like farm system of like bringing people in like livestock and like getting their- I was fit- a livestock. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not how people connect. Oh it's no, 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 no. And I understand like in that environment when you have to fill a shit ton of positions in a short amount of time for like a new establishment, like- Maybe that is the most efficient for them. Totally. But, but I think maybe for creative industries, it's just it's just very different. I mean, I'll always remember when I first came out to LA, didn't really know anybody, was a college dropout, had no money, didn't really have a plan. I remember I got dressed up in the nicest suit that I like owned and I would go to stores that like I would be interested in maybe like, not like working there, but like doing like, if they wanted like some sort of consulting for marketing or this, that, anything that would like pay the bill. I would literally call it door marketing. Meaning that if it walked through that door, I would figure out something to sell to or with. So like if there was a store owner and that person sold shoes, shit, I'll help you sell some shoes. If they're in the grocery business, great. I'll optimize your day. I would trying to figure out any way to put food in my mouth. So I would literally get dressed up head to toe and wait for the most uh, highest ranking person I could at least try and figure out to come over and ask me if I needed help there. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, oh no, I'm just killing time waiting for a meeting. And a lot of the time, because they're trying to sell me something, they'll ask about said meeting. Right. And then I'll pretend as if I have some fucking meeting in marketing or whatever kind of thing to get them talking about it. And you would be shocked the amount of people that are like, well, how, so who do you work with? Why, how do you do that? Whatever kind of thing. And I completely fucking made it up. Don't get me wrong. But I made the story of the thing that I actually wanted to do for them. And half the time they go, would you be interested in maybe talking about doing that for us? And you'd be fucking shocked. How often that worked? But that's like genius. That's so smart well, and so lying. creative. Well, but, yes. I, but the creativity, a creative liberty. I mean, to me, the fake it till you make it, there has to be a line there. But I, I do truly believe in the fake it till you make it. I agree. Yeah. But also like, I think everyone's saying they fake it to make it. Some people just have the ability to do that with a degree that, you know, they or their family or somebody else paid for and they had the time and the luxury to not have to go get a job and they're just faking it in college until they fake it kind of out in the real world and then they fake it and finally get an opportunity. Yeah. Or just get your hands dirty and hop out of the job field as soon as you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only one way to learn. Yeah. But like, I just think that like my, my, my point here and my issue is just like, I am aggravated by the lack of empathy we still fucking have after the last year of this whirlwind of shit that's been going on in the world. Like how have we still not figured out how to not treat people like shit? Is that towards hiring or a broader statement? Well, it's, well, it's kind of hiring, but it's, it's a broader statement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this was, I think, a really, really tough year for everyone. Like, I think every single person was affected by it yeah. in some way. Um, and if there is a time that anyone needs more kindness in their life, it is now. Yeah. It is literally now. Um, and, and I think, I think hopefully, like, some people learned more empathy. Um, but I don't know. Agreed. Um, my next thing to, to, to ask about is... Uh, in terms of your, for you. I feel like I'm in a job interview right now. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Should we interview? Um, what are you ashamed of? What am I ashamed of in mm-hmm. like my life? Yeah. Um, I mean, my YouTube channel from ages 2011 to 2018. Okay. Um, 
I'm ashamed of some of the sub tweets that I've tweeted out in the past. Mm. I am ashamed. I, ditto. <laughs> For your sub tweets. Um, hmm. Someone asked me a question the other day on like, uh, I was doing like a clubhouse interview and they're mm-hmm. like, what What would you change? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know fucking what I had for breakfast. Like nothing. I don't, I don't want to change anything. Like I love where I am now. And I, and if you changed one thing four years ago, that could set off your entire career path. Um, but what am I ashamed of? Oh, fuck, this is a hard question. I am buying time in my brain to think of what I'm ashamed of. <laughs> what are you ashamed of? What am I ashamed of? Yeah. Um, all the things I'm ashamed of, well, no. the things that come to mind or the things that I'm probably not even able to put into words with you or on this podcast or even to myself are all the things that I realized at some point mm-hmm. and wish I could take back, but it was too late. So it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah. the, the, the words I choose, the words I chose to to say when I didn't need to say them, the actions that I I, I chose to to go forward with that weren't necessary, the things that were very much like, unfortunately, I'm not someone who's smart enough to figure out how to why to not do something until I've done it wrong seventeen times. Right. And so I just feel bad for those seventeen people that had to experience that along the way. Well, we talked about this in the last week's podcast about how you had a moment like five years ago where you were not super nice to people in the customer service industry. Yeah, that you know, that cut kind of got taken out of the context as if I was like just like blase about it, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not blase about it. No, I know. I know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my um like I said, my shame comes from not being able to figure it out sooner. I mean, I don't think there's shame in that. I think well, there's- No, I have shame in that. Okay, okay. Well, I don't, I don't think you need to. Well, I don't need to, I shouldn't. But at the end of the day, like that's, those are the things that like, if someone were to, do you remember that time? And like walk me through a thing that happened that I don't even remember. It's just right. like, fuck, that's, I'm so sorry that that's a real thing that happened. Yeah. That is totally my fault that I'll never be able to make right. Yeah. I, my brain still has not come up with a lot. I think it's probably because it's also like 11 p.m. I think and it's probably because like the only child syndrome is really kicking in right now. Bitch, you're an only child too. What the fuck do you mean? I know. Um, I will say one of the more recent things that I'm ashamed of is not feel, just like the amount of imposter syndrome that I have mm. and the the feeling of not feeling deserving of being in a room that's just like filled with like male execs or whatever. I think that's something that I still struggle with and I'm not proud of the lack of advancements that I've made, even though I've accomplished so many things that I should be proud of and should make me feel like I deserve to be in the rooms that I'm in. Um, But it's a work in progress. You said male. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. What's up? Um, you just feel there's just like a sense of safety when there's a boss ass woman in the, in the room. Cause like, the stats don't lie. Like the majority of execs are white males. And um, you know, when there's a female in the room and who's like 45 years old, you're like, bitch, like you, you've been done it. Like you've, you've gone through some shit. Like even, you know, when they were getting into the industry 25 years ago, it's like, obviously they had to fight harder to be at the table now. So when you see someone who's like paved the path for you too, I'm like, damn bitch, you're a boss ass bitch. But don't you realize that that's the way that a lot of people look at you? Totally. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's why like, I'm not, I'm like so ashamed to like still struggle with this because I've probably made so many advancements for the younger generation, just like doing what I've done, but I'm sure it's the same way. Maybe the, the woman above me feels like that, you know, it's, it's yeah. like so hard to say, 
but yeah, it's just a, and I think Clubhouse is one of the apps that has made me feel that the most recently. Mm. So just being, you know, on a panel with predominantly white males and I'm like the only, the only female speaking to being a creator in a room full of all these different other execs. And it's the most recent that I've been like, one, I don't deserve to be here Two, oh my God, I'm the only female. And three, what's just like, what the fuck in general is going on? Why do I feel like this? Why is this happening? And like, should I be feeling like this? At risk of getting too, not even political, but uh, eh, fuck the risk. I am always interested when I go onto a tangent of how I think that I got where I am mm-hmm. and always go back to the fact that did I graduate from college? No. Mm-hmm. Did I have any money from family? No. Did I have all these things that I think it's easy to go all things I didn't have? Sure. I'm sure we could get a, a laundry list of things that like of privileges that I, I didn't have that I could like go and like, say, Oh, whatever. But at the end of the day, no one ever turned me down from a conversation. Right. Every time I walked into a place, I took for granted the, they're going to give me the time of day. Right. Cause I think I'm going to buy something or whatever. Right. And right, it's right, like, right. Uh, I, I think I had my own struggles and challenges but at the end of the day, I don't know if I would be half as far along if I didn't have the ungodly amount of privilege that I just woke up every day with right? without having to do anything for it at all. Yeah, 100%. There's this trend right now on TikTok and it's like, tell me you have pretty privilege without telling me you have pretty privilege. And it's all these like crazy stories about just like- To be fair, I wasn't about pretty privilege. I, uh, that you, I was talking about you having pretty privilege. I, that was not the privilege I was talking about. I mean, I, I that's not the main one, but I think it is one of them. I'm more than, okay, go on. <laughs> anyway, the TikTok trend is just like all these like hot ass girls saying like how much free shit they get. There's also an app apparently that you, I, fuck, I think I favorited it so I can find it. But there's apparently an app where if you're just like a hot girl, you can sign up for this app and it has a list of all these things that you can do for free or with a massive discount code if you just post about it. And it's literally, it's not for influencers, it's for hot girls because some of these brands want to be associated with hot girls posting about their their brand. So even if someone only has like a thousand followers and they're just like, they're a hot college girl, like that person might have more influence than you know, a micro influencer who's got 20,000 followers. And then that hot college girl will get hella free shit. You know, as a society, we've come so far and have so far to go. And have so far to go. It's just So like, far to go. I, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I, but also, Back then, remember Hot or Not? Remember? Oh my, uh, literally Hot or Not was like, it felt so normal to rate totally. whether someone was hot or not. Totally. And that was just like, but that's the kind of shit that, that fortunately I think feels like it's kind of more in focus now. Yeah. Whereas it didn't seem like it was out of the norm like not that long ago. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you hear this shit and it's like, it's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. It do, no, totally, for sure. No, I just, I am... I'm all, I'm in my feelings this week, I know, but I in see a different that. way uh-huh. about just like, I wish that people could get out of their own way because I don't think we are born and automatically think that people around us know better, can do better, are just like better off, whatever. I, I don't think that like, I think that as a society, we do that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a real fine balance between being overly cocky and confident and in your face and, and taking away from somebody else by being bold and being so understated that you never say what you want to say. Yeah. I think that's all I And so just like, I I look at the comments and people are talking about really connecting with it. And it's just like, people are so scared to get started and like think that anybody else has the answer for how to be them. And like, I don't care who it is. The answer is whatever it is that you want and can do to, you know, do work, fun, play, hobby kind of thing. Start there. 
I mean, a hundred percent. It's the same question of like, how do I start a YouTube channel? And it's just start. Right. Fail and then fail faster and then fail faster and then fail less and then don't fail at all and then succeed and then replicate that. Oh my God. That was stressful. Yeah. All of that. But it's true. People are so worried about trying to be like fucking perfect. They, they don't realize like good enough actually is good enough. Good enough. Ryerson. Good enough. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> good enough. Shaboob, are you so excited for daylight savings time and not having to fucking be in the dark at five o'clock at night? Literally so much. I will say losing an hour makes me really fucking sad. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But now that my body has adjusted and my body's not so mad at the world right now, um, it, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Big fan? Yeah. I, I think that I would just like to just not have daylight savings whatsoever and we just stay like this all yeah. the year round. But um, personal preference. I mean, I think that personally, I would rather stay light all the time. Um, Elon, if you could like figure that out, that would be great. Okay. Did you want to give uh, any more investment advice this pod? No. Uh, invest in the gray sweatpants that are coming soon. When are those coming out? Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. So, okay. So here's my other thing too, is that we've got um, all these gray sweatpants. So I'm like, do we, do we like the gray sweatpants wean? Do we, do we get some male models? Like we talked about this last we week. We did talk about this last remember? week. Yeah, I, and I got protective of your duck and I don't want, I don't want your duck on the internet selling these sweatpants. So mm. like, do we just get some other duck out here? And, and like, it obviously it's, they're, they're unisex sweatpants. So I think we need to have some ducks and platypuses and, uh, and just all, all of the, the, the works, the mix. Um, but I just, I, I, you know, as I envision Speaking it. of interviewing process. Yeah. How would that go? Well, I. Send your headshots. N- no, I, I feel like it'd just be more like a, like a casting call. Just be like, I want mm-hmm. people of all shapes and sizes and ducks and platypuses. Mm-hmm. Everyone wears sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And also it's a known fact that everyone looks better in gray sweatpants. I don't know if that's a known fact. That's a known fact. No. It's a scientific stat. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very good. Um, I am uh, going to look, I'm looking forward to all of the uh, light bulb moments, hopefully, that people will uh, continue to have as they realize that everybody else ain't shit. It's okay to, to love yourself a little bit. No one sh- is shit. No Nobody. one is the shit. Literally no one is the shit. I'm not shit. You're the shit. Thanks, babe. You're the shit too. No, you stop it. <laughs> stop. Okay, good. Fine. Anyway, my point is I want people to get out of their own way. Yeah. You tell them, babe. I, I spent, well, I spent about 10 minutes talking. I spent, I spent, I, I cannot believe that I didn't know what we were going to talk about in this podcast. And then I had, I, I still have more stories that we didn't even touch on. I mean, realistically uh, of the seven things, like we had empathy, uh, which I wanted to chat about. We had okay. dehumanization. We, we hit shame. Okay. We didn't really get into accountability. No. We didn't really get into higher ability. No. Uh, we kind of just like how to get started. Boobies. Kind of thing. Bo- boobies. <laughs> I would really like to take a quick moment to make sure that for the folks that struggle with understanding sarcasm, which is a, a real thing, uh-huh. we don't mean that, right? No, we don't mean that. Look at me. Okay. I got jobs with no boobies. Yeah, you got a hell of a lot more money than me. And we have the same size boobies. We have the same size boobies. Yeah. Okay, you have, you have bigger boobies than me. My left one's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I wonder if my, one of my newts is bigger than the other one. Definitely. Which one? Left. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Any other intimate questions you'd like to ask on the podcast? Is he a little, is he heavier or just? He's heavier. Girthier? I don't know. Maybe both. I hate that word. <sighs> oh, I 
God, your parents listen to this podcast. Yeah. Anyways. So sorry, um, Gail. Uh, my last point is that I'd like to reiterate when you know better, you fucking do better. That's my version of my Angelos. When you know better, you do better. When you know better, and, you do better. And yeah. the only way you can know better is by believing your fucking self. And getting your own way. My soapbox for the fucking month. I would like for all the people that are still here, because that's those are the people that I actually care about. I know. Yeah. Everybody 100%. else. Well. It's not that I don't care. I just well, hope that you at least, you know, left the audio track on. So that it way. It played out for the, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole view. I would like to hear in the comments, specific topics, things that we have not talked about. And mm-hmm. if you say something we've talked about and you're watching this point, shame. Talk about shame, shame. I'm holding you accountable. I want to know the things that we have not talked about or the people that we should bring on or the topics or the things or whatever else that we have not chatted about that you want to hear about because that are those, because those are the things we're going to fucking talk about. Yeah, babe. Real-time feedback. Real-time feedback. Let's go. You already go to bed, aren't you? Yeah, so ready. Yep. I'd like to give one more shout out and hello and goodbye okay. to all the folks, our good, good, good friends from the Balkans. <laughs> the Balkans. The Balkans. Uh, and Lavia, of course. Yeah. Always. Yeah, but Lavia is part of the Balkans, right? Isn't that what we learned? I think it's like adjacent. Oh, fuck. Well, you know, correct us if we're wrong. It's, so yeah, probably like, are. I think it was like Serbia, Croatia. Greece, I think is in the Balkans, We're right? going to for sure fuck this yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to fuck so, this up for sure. Shout out to everyone in the Balkans and Latvia. And then everybody else. Well, it's- We it, love you as well. We love you as well. You're yeah. just not on Latvia's level. Have a great fucking morning. Good night. Good afternoon. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.